0: hey guys uh sam mellinger here thank you so much for listening to the first episode of this experiment we're calling mellinger minutes for your ears the format and schedule will be fluid Uh, for now we're going to try and get you one a week probably on friday it'll have an open here at the top your questions in the middle and a bit of a bonus segment at the end Maybe some interesting audio I pick up in the course of normal reporting, maybe a conversation with someone in or out of sports that I think might be interesting, maybe something else entirely. If you have suggestions, let me know. Today's show, we'll talk to new Royals manager Mike Matheny about how he's filling his days. I was surprised by part of his answer, by the way, how he's maintaining contact with the team, much more. As with literally everything in my work life, the success or failure of this show depends entirely on you. I need your questions, I need your suggestions, I need your interest. I'll give you this number a few more times by the end of the show, but if you'd like to participate, just call 816-234-4365. Leave your name, city, and whatever's on your mind. One more time, 816-234-4365. Look, I know I say this fairly often. Uh, I consider myself so lucky to be a sports columnist in Kansas City and for the star. Quite literally, not a single day goes by that I don't understand the privilege isn't mine to have, but it's yours to give. We are on a constant quest to deliver you information, entertainment, or something else you won't get anywhere else. Part of that quest is constantly evaluating how you and I can connect. We've had great luck with columns, with profiles, With the minutes every tuesday even on social media the idea here is to try something new another subscriber benefit another way that i can hear and talk directly with you this is a wild time in sports and more importantly around the world kansas city is like everywhere else under a pseudo shutdown in which most of us don't really know what's essential and what's not kansas was likely to play a sweet 16 game on friday if they won they would have played for the final four on Sunday. The Royals were supposed to open their season in Chicago on Thursday. Sporting Kansas City won its first two matches and had the look of a real contender. Now, MLS is hoping to restart the season May 10th. Sporting had nine matches scheduled during what would be about a two-month postponement if they do play on May 10th. There are more important things on holding games, obviously, but I do hope that all of us are able to use this time as well as possible. Other than work... I've been trying to sort of reset, I guess, as a husband and a father. Be more supportive and present with my wife, more patient and engaged with our boys. We're trying to have fun when we can. Backyard BP when the weather's good enough, more bike rides. Last night I let them play some old school Nintendo games for the first time. Excite Bite was a big hit. Have to work up to Tech Bowl and Super Mario Brothers, I think. There's often a big gap between how we know we should think and act and how we actually think and act. None of this is easy. All of it is putting additional stress on families and individuals. I'm not naive to any of that. But I also think that the isolation, and this is one of the few times the word ironic can be used correctly, is an ironic remember reminder, excuse me, of how connected we all are. A disease that apparently began from an animal in China has spread across the globe and in the United States affected everyone from politicians to professional athletes to delivery workers and children. It's easier than ever to feel like we're in separate groups. You root for that team, I root for this team. You live in that city, I live here. You vote that way, I vote this way. You know how it goes. I think we can all fall into that trap there's going to be far more bad than good come of this, obviously. But I do hope that when we get to the other side, we can have a clearer idea of what our priorities should be and that we're all connected to each other in some way. Anyway, I mentioned the number before, but here it goes again. 816-234-4365. One more time. 816-234-4365. The voicemail is always open. Don't feel like you have to wait until a certain part of the week. Anytime something is on your mind, I want to hear about it, and we might include it here. All right, let's do some questions.
1: Hi, Sam. Uh, name, name's Pete from Kansas City, originally from a town called Flower Park, New York, but I've lived here about half a decade. Uh, don't do much for a living, but really big advocate of the peanut. Big fan of your, your work involving the peanut and your tweets and been talking about this peanut combo forever. and Obviously, Peanut Pete is interested. I just think I know the details. I know that it involves a BLT. I know it involves chicken wings. I'm wondering what comes out first. Do they come out at the same time? Do all the staff, like you see at some fancy restaurants, all come out so you get everything right at once in the same instant? Is there a challenge here? Like if you finish in a certain amount of time, do you get maybe the meal free? Or do you just maybe get a free beer involved? Do you have to order a certain beer with the the Mellinger Combo? A lot of questions that I've had just being such a peanut advocate over the years. And, again, really appreciate all your work. Thank you very
0: much. All right. Thanks, Peanut Pete. And thanks also for your work at Arrowhead Pride. And congratulations. You are the first ever question for the Mellinger Minutes for Your Ears podcast. that. No matter what you do in life, buddy, that is something that they cannot take away from you. Look, what he's referring to is this combo special that I have long advocated for. I'm talking about three wings, a triple BLT, and a beer at the peanut. Uh, who could possibly be against such a thing? Uh, but so far, I can't convince them to, uh, to do it, so I have to order all those things separately, which I'm happy to do, by the way. Uh, but you do bring up a good question. If we can imagine a world in which this thing exists... What's the right protocol here? If you want them to bring the food out as it's prepared, obviously the BLT is going to be first. Uh, It's going to take about five, 10 minutes to get your BLT out there. And then maybe 10, 15 minutes after that, you're going to get your wings. So if that's how you want to do it, I'm all for it. But I will tell you this, if you're willing to wait and you're willing to eat the wings first, you will have a pool of that delicious wing sauce and maybe even some extra uh, blue cheese. You're a monster if you eat ranch, by the way you're going to be able to dip your BLT into that leftover sauce. And Elizabeth Belden was the first person, I believe, to, to bring my attention to such a uh, concoction. It is delicious. It, it is as good as it sounds, maybe even better. So logistically, I think that the BLT might come out first if that's what you want if you go in there really hungry. But if you're willing to wait a little bit, eat the wings first, then dip the BLT and enjoy a night of luxury. All right, let's go to the next question.
1: Hey Sam, this is Denny in Iowa, Kansas City. Uh, listen, we're not sure how much longer this is all going to be, but I would anticipate that we still will have a baseball season, just not really sure for how long. So, uh, say we end up with an 81 game season. Should baseball completely revamp its schedule, add more division games, make sure that that's a priority, or should they play the games that were currently scheduled? Now, hang up and listen. Thanks so much. Uh, Thanks,
0: Denny. I am going to be under the assumption that that is not your real name, uh, but I do congratulate you on a pretty dang good Denny Matthews impersonation there. Um, Look, uh, 81 games sounds like a really short season right now. Um, Major League Baseball has said they want to go, they want to get back going in mid-May. If they were able to do that, you know the reduction. You'd probably end up with the season around 120 to 148 games. The news is happening so fast that I think I would take 81 games right now and and just have that in the bank. So that I, look, I, I've heard people around the game say this. Um, you know, an all-out cancellation of the entire season is not out of the question at all. Um, I don't think anybody knows exactly what we're in for, uh, but I do think that that's at least on the table. Um, look, ESPN, I saw this the other day, uh, said that this is the first time since 1994 that we've gone a week without a single meaningful game in any of the four major leagues. Obviously, you can include major league soccer in that, and, uh, that fact would, would still stand up. Uh, as far as when the baseball season gets back, you know, that's gonna require negotiation between the owners and players. That relationship has been really contagious, contentious recently, the last few years around the CBA. Uh, I, I don't, You'd like to think that everybody will come together, right, uh, for the betterment of the game. But, you know, there's some raw feelings there between players and owners. I, I don't, I wouldn't expect that that negotiation, they i going to have to talk about service time and salaries and all these things. I don't know that that's going to go so smoothly. But, you know, there are options, whether they start the game, you know, in the middle of May or whether it's June 1st or July 1st, whatever. You could, I, th- this is the easiest, right? Like you can just play the schedule out beginning on whatever day you're able to play let's just say that that's May 15th. Uh, Happy birthday, George Brett. Then the Royal season opener would just turn into the Dodgers at home. That was a Friday night game, uh, supposed to be at seven o'clock. I imagine that they'd switch it to to three o'clock or one o'clock or whatever, just because Mm -hmm. it it, it would be the season opener. Uh, And then you can just play that season, you know, from then on. Uh, That is the simplest solution. And if I had to you know, just a guess. I think that's what they would go with just because there's so many other hoops that they're going to have to go through, you know, being able to just say, you know, to knock that one off and, and just a simple thing that's already been planned for, um, you know, putting together a, a schedule of 30 teams with, you know, different requirements as far as like when stadiums are open and, and all those things. That is a logistical nightmare. Um, so I think, you know, simple might win out here. Uh, but. I'd imagine you could also try to play around and maybe eliminate, you know, most or all of interleague play, replace it with more division games or league league opponents. You know, again, it's, it's all fluid. There's a different, you know, there's some different ways that you could go with this. The problem is, you know, if you listen to the health experts, there seems to be a growing concern that once the worst of what's coming is over... We might be all so sick of social distancing and all this stuff that we get out there and gather in crowds again and then cause a second wave of problems. If that's what the models show, if that's what the health experts, you know, begin saying, then mid-May restart, you know, sounds pretty overly ambitious, you know, and it might be July 1st. And then that 81 game season that Denny is mentioning, the, the questioner that we'll call Denny uh, mentions right now might be all we get look i remember i'm old enough to do this i remember how thrilled i was when baseball came back spring of 1995 after the strike you know i'd kind of forgotten how much i loved just the rhythms the sounds and everything else about the game i haven't forgotten that now and this will be the most excited that i've been for a baseball season i think in my lifetime just to you know have some degree of normal life back so um uh, god i hope that soon um you know, you also hope it's not too soon, and you cause other problems later. But um, either way, uh, this is a very fluid situation. Obviously, again, my, my guess is that they would just start the game or start the season, you know, with, with with the schedule already in place. But there are some some other things that they could look at. So, anyway, thanks again, Denny. Uh, appreciate the question. Let's go to the next one.
1: Hey, Sam. This is Miriam. My questions about sports rhythms and this uh, coronavirus interruption. Um, Each sport has a seasonal rhythm, and players have seasonal off-season and day-to-day routines. So the pandemic hit our major sports teams at very different places in their cycle. And my question is, what does all this look like mechanically? Uh, What are the players allowed to do? What are they actually doing? What are the coaches and managers doing? What effects are they seeing or concerned about in the future in terms of rest, chemistry, momentum, fitness, and seeking at the right time? Thanks.
0: Right. It's a good question. Uh, Dan in Wichita asked something similar, and this is actually really good timing. It's one of the things that I asked Mike Matheny about uh, in the next segment. So I hope you stick around for that. Look, like there's a lot of layers to this, uh, but I think what makes it so complicated is there's just no template, you know? I mean, even after the strike in 1994, Guys could work out in groups, and you know, basically had a full spring training. You know, they they could they could play baseball, they they could do all the things, all the drills, uh, and had enough time to get ready. Look, like there's just simply no precedent for you know baseball getting most of the way through a spring training, then hitting pause, not being sure when things will start back up. There's no precedent for a soccer season, for MLS, for instance. To literally start up, have two matches, at least sporting, you know, play two matches, and then you just hit pause, and you don't know when this thing's going to come back. You know, at at some point, baseball players, soccer players, everybody, they're simply going to be told to go back to work. Uh, It's hard to imagine that happening in the next week or two, but that's also sort of the point. Nobody knows. What's more, not just nobody knows when they'll be told, nobody knows what they'll be told, right? Right you know, my assumption is that, you know, with baseball, for instance, they'd have about two weeks to get through an expedited spring training. Uh, but, you know, I could easily see the players wanting more, uh, could easily see the owners wanting less with the idea that that every day is now missing 15 gates if if, every, if you have a full day of baseball. And I think that's part of what I was trying to refer to in the last answer, too, is just that, you know, these negotiations could be uh, could be particularly contentious or uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of disagreements, I guess. Look, like, you know, baseball players and soccer players, professional athletes, they're like anybody else right now. Uh, they need to stay inside. They need to stay away from each other. Um, you know, some of them might have some sort of gym equipment at home, right, where they can stay in shape. Uh, you know, for baseball players, some might even have like batting cages or pitching tunnels or whatever. Um, and that's great for staying sharp, trying to stay sharp anyway. Uh, but it's not a live substitute it's not a like substitute i should say for for live competition or even spring training you know look like for instance like can a pitcher go from just regular workouts in his basement or whatever simulated games by himself can he do go from that to starting a big league game in just two weeks you know will, will it just be understood that most starting pitchers are only going three four innings their first time or two through a rotation will teams be allowed to carry extra pitching for a time to make up for it nobody knows I've been talking mostly about baseball here and not soccer, but soccer players might have the most difficult adjustment of all. That sport requires such an elite level of fitness. And I don't think guys can realistically get there just by training alone. You know, they were there too at that level of fitness. They played two matches and now they're at home. They should be able to keep their skills relatively sharp, I would think. But the fitness part is just a huge unknown. You know, the one thing about baseball is that more than any other sport, it's about routine. Uh, Guys fall into routines. They pour themselves into routines. Each athlete is a little different and has come to his current routine through trial and error. Uh, And that's all just absolutely blown to bits now, right? You know, at least in the beginning, uh, once the season gets going, hopefully when the season gets going, you know, you would think that pitchers would have the advantage over hitters. Uh, Hitting is, is so much about timing. And you would think the ball players who are the most adaptable and the least kind of, you know, captive to a routine would have the advantage over those who are less certain. But, you know, I don't know. That's my best guess anyway. Uh, but I guess we're going to see that play out in, in real time. So anyway, uh, we're going to take a short break now and then come back with our conversation with Royals manager Mike Matheny. I didn't mention this earlier in the show, but we actually had a pilot episode of this podcast completed a few weeks ago. It was going to drop last week and be built around what I thought was a really interesting, nearly one hour conversation with Royals manager, Mike Matheny. We met in his office at spring training, and basically I just wanted two things from it. I wanted to be able to get to know the Royals new on-field leader a little better. And I wanted to have something that I could turn into a revealing column about who he is and who he's trying to be. Honestly, I thought we went two for two there, and we were going to play clips of the interview on this show, and the column would have posted this past Sunday ahead of this week's season opener. Uh, we may still do that ahead of whenever baseball eventually comes back, but obviously the schedule we had in mind has been trashed. Uh, but as it happens, our first episode here will still be built around a conversation with Mike. Just a really different conversation. This one happening on Wednesday, Mike calling from his new home in Lee Summit, and me talking in the bedroom of my house as my wife homeschooled the kids downstairs. I don't think that there's going to be any screaming that you hear on this recording, but obviously I'm not going to guarantee that. Uh, but anyway, I thought there was some interesting stuff in here, particularly about how he's feeling his days and what he told his guys before they broke. Well, thanks again uh, for the time. It's uh, different than the last time we talked.
2: Yeah, yeah, un- unfortunately.
0: Yeah, uh, so... I'm talking today's Wednesday, right? Um, this would have, I assume, been a workout day in Chicago. That's correct. Yeah.
2: Let's see, uh, tomorrow is opening day, right? Yep. Uh, no, we actually were going to take the workout day in Milwaukee because we were uncertain about what the weather was going to be in Chicago. Okay. We had to get one off day per CBA rules, uh-huh. and so we were going to choose to take I'll go and then no, we'd have the indoor workout in milwaukee
0: okay okay so i mean obviously you're, you're not the only one whose work life is on hold right now right but right um, okay. But you are high profile. I mean, how are you handling your days? How are you? How are you spending your time right now?
2: Yeah, we are uh, trying to respect uh, kind of our, our government's lead on this, and spend a lot of time with our family. And we've been kind of in a lockdown mode here. And um, but you know, fortunate to have a home gym, so I'm getting a couple workouts in a day. And but um, really catching up on a lot of family time. Yeah.
0: Is, is it just you and your wife at home right now?
2: No, we have uh, three three of our boys home. Uh, all three are in college, uh-huh. uh, so they uh, they obviously came home, and um, and then our, our two other children uh, are doing a pretty good job of locking themselves down too. But we're kind of the one place where they feel comfortable going to where we can all get together. So we've had the whole clan here and all the
0: grandbabies. Oh wow! So how many total?
2: Three grandbabies.
0: Okay, so there's what eight of you in the
2: house uh that's right yeah <laughs> no 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 that's uh so there's five kids seven uh, there's ten we're right at the max <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, i look uh, i don't mean to make light of anything it's obviously a scary time but you know I, i've tried to find some positives with the extra time at home um you know, focus on being a husband, things with the kids, like that kind of thing. Are you, you've got a busier house than, than I do right now. We're just two kids and a dog, but um, are, are you finding anything, you know, any, anything fun that you wouldn't have time to do otherwise?
2: Well, um, not necessarily fun stuff, except the family stuff. Right. Uh, you know, we uh, we bought a home in Lee's Summit and there was some work I still needed to do. So I'm uh, I, I do carpentry too. So I was finishing off our our basement, um, had time and was locked in and had all the material that I needed and all the tools and was able to kind of get a lot of that knocked out that I thought I might have to be doing at another time.
0: How would you have done that? Would you have hired somebody? Cause I mean, you've, you've got a busy job.
2: Yeah, I mean, even uh, waking up early in the morning, I, I've always enjoyed just kind of working with my hands. Whether I'm outside working on a piece of property, or or if I'm uh, if I'm doing some sort of project, but I, I would have done it probably at times. You know, I'd pull a full day on an off day if uh, my family wasn't there, or mm-hmm. get up early sometimes, get a couple hours of work in, and to me, it's just kind of therapeutic.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, do, do you know anybody who's been affected? I don't. You? Uh, I do actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, a friend's father-in-law um, ended up being the, the first death in Johnson County. Actually.
2: Oh, sorry
0: to hear that. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, it just seems like it's it's more and more around town. But um, yeah, are, are, you, are you following the news much? Um, are you trying to stay away from it and focus on family and baseball or what? No, I mean
2: there's not a lot of baseball to focus on right now. I mean we uh, we're uh, we're having lots of conversations with the guys. I have a conference call with all the staff today, but in general, there's not a lot we can do on the baseball front. So, you know, I've um, I'm trying to to keep well one toe in the water to stay up to date, but I'm not. I'm not belaboring um, all the conversation. I, I just um, yeah. I don't, feel, I don't feel it's healthy. Yeah. So I, there's just so much out there and a lot of it kind of uh, contradicts itself a little. Sure. Some of it's speculative. So trying to go to some reliable sources, catch up a little, and then I let it go the rest of the day. I don't sit around and follow everything that's being
0: written and said. Yeah. What, what do you miss right now the most about the job? This is a, would be a busy time, right?
2: yeah i miss what we built um just some of the some of the trust some of the um just the positive momentum we had going i'm sure you you witnessed it sure um you could see there were some things really going in a nice direction and watching how the guys were competing every day um letting some guys get out there and compete you watch athletes at this level and you you throw a challenge out there especially one of, of this level and uh, you watch them do their thing it's to me it, it's amazing to watch put guys in tough situations to see if they if they'll uh, respond and you know we were getting uh, we we're getting all the above we we're getting all the effort we we're getting um we we're getting see some really good talent, too, guys that we've already had making huge steps forward, I mean um, what we were hoping for, we were seeing and, you know, unfortunately um, it, it's on the it, pause button Yeah
0: um, you, you mentioned you've got some phone calls and stuff that, you know, you're, you're in touch with your coaches and people, but are, was there a message, what was the message to your guys about how to spend this time. I assume they're gonna stay in shape, but so much about baseball is, is timing, right? And without a concrete start date, I just, I don't know what the answer would be. What, what are you telling them?
2: Yeah, I, I basically did tell them that, um, you know, don't view this as a, um, Another off season, you just do yeah. this as a, as a delay. I I, I uh, sent the best way to get a hold of all, the whole group was I sent them all an email, all staff, all the players, all the guys who were still in camp, and uh, you know just encouraged them to do whatever they can do, uh, be smart first and foremost, uh, take care of themselves, take care of their families, uh, take care of their loved ones, and then after that, take care of yourself and and and, your, and where you kind of built yourself up to. Uh, That's there's, there's not a, an ex- Exact number for our pitchers, Cal uh, and and Larry Carter have put together kind of a a program of if you just kind of stay here with your either flat grounds or even throwing up against a wall. Um, here's a way that you can kind of stay about where you are. This is where we had you built to. This is probably where you'll need to stay if you can do everything that yeah. you can and um, kind of giving them a, an idea of of. Um, what some of the expectations are. Same way with the hitters. With uh, Terry Bradshaw gave the hitters all a pretty good idea of what they should be looking into doing as far as their swing goes. But most of those guys know that already. But um, you know, it was funny. Sam was we were leaving. Uh, Brad Keller was one of the guys who just kind of was uncertain about where he was going to go, what he was going to do, uh, what was going to be best. For him to stay where he was because he was feeling good and uh, he said that uh, he felt like this was the longest rain delay in the history of time and i and i said that's probably the best way of looking at this it's just a delay that we don't know at any point someone could walk in and say hey there's a window and we're going to play um i think obviously we're going to have time to to get things in order but you know keep that mindset that we're not not that far away. We don't know. So kind of keep your mind somewhat, somewhat ready to go. Yeah,
0: it's it's hard, right? I mean, there's no like, you can't say, well, this is how we did it five years ago when we went through a similar thing, right? It's it's only for everybody. My, my assumption, I know this decision would probably be made above your head, but it, like two weeks, would you need to, to get ready to play real games more or less?
2: Yeah, this decision is being made way above my head, and thank, thank goodness I'm glad I'm not the one. Um, I, I don't have any idea, and, I, and I, I'm afraid to speculate at this point, Sam, uh, only because then I, I'm, I'm trying to keep our guys. Um, kind of from doing that as well and, and that's part of the problem with reading into so much you hear so many different things so i'm i'm encouraging them and i'm trying to do the same keep my mind sharp keep my body ready my body isn't as important as theirs but same thing applies is how do we just kind of stay in that routine to stay ready for when the powers that be make those decisions And first this is above baseball too right i mean this is right. this is the leadership in our nation um let's follow the leadership that they're giving us the guidelines that we have and within that let's stay prepared because it could change and you never know this thing could be be gone as quick as it came on and uh, let's try and think that way and keep your bodies and minds sharp
0: yeah uh my assumption once we have baseball again is that uh the hitters would have a little bit harder time adjusting getting up to speed is that do you agree with that or no
2: I think so. I, I really do mostly because most of these guys are having a hard time finding a place to hit. Right. And with everything closing down, unless they've got something in their own yard, um, you know, fortunate, um, you know, my, my oldest son's with the Red Sox and there's a, a cage by our house that's, uh, not where anybody else is. It's not a person's employment and he can go in and get his swings, but not everybody has that luxury. So I'm, I'm concerned about that for our guys of, of how they're going to be able to stay sharp because most of these places are shutting down. Yeah.
0: Um, I know you read as much as just about anyone. Um, I don't think I asked you this when we talked uh, in Arizona. What, what's the best book you've ever read or anything you'd remind of, recommend to people right now?
2: Well, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you the Bible, but uh, that's a good place to start. But after that, um, you know, there's uh, two books that I've kind of been handing out to guys um, one is called Legacy. Uh, you may have seen it sitting on my yeah. on my desk. We're actually we going to do a, a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to do a study. It is, and uh, going to do a study with a number of the players and also the staff. It just it just talks about culture more than anything else. Yeah. I think it's um, you know culture somehow gets confused with morality at times, and I love the angle these guys take because they're just these are s- smash mouth tough guys that that are uh, playing. Rugby and they, they talk about character over talent every single time, knowing for the long haul how to make the most of the talent that they have. And I think that's just a powerful message for us that, that character being defined more as, you know, can you be trusted to do the right thing for, for this group? And so um, I think legacy is a really good message uh, for any. Any kind of team. Uh, the other one besides that is one that's called Fearless, um, one of my all-time favorite books. I've become friends with uh, some of our special forces guys, and one in particular was a, a 30-year Navy SEAL and was part of DEVGRU, uh, SEAL Team Six, and just kind of uh, listening to how he would go about either choosing his team or or leading his team. And some of these guys are, are, you know, the most elite warriors uh, on the planet, and and the similarities between some. Some of the challenges that come with day-to day with with uh, high level achievers and highly talented um highly driven highly focused individuals and so uh, this book fearless um really goes through the life not necessarily all the stuff with hell week or anything through buds uh, but more about the life and the person and the, what drives some of these people to accomplish yeah. things that they normally wouldn't on their own and uh, fearless um it is one of the best books and i've passed that out to a number of the guys as well
0: okay that's cool with um i, I remember when we, when we talked in, in arizona about legacy you, you'd said you know obviously like some guys are not gonna be interested or whatever but you said that a lot of guys were i'm just curious what, what is the size of that group that you're gonna study the book with and, and how do you plan to do that during the season
2: well, I initially just kind of threw it out to guys, always asking them, you know, what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing to get better? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what and, and every once in a while I'll get something like, Hey, I like to read. This is kind of what I read. And so we throw things back and forth. I always like being challenged myself and, you know, maybe in areas or some, some styles of books and genres that I wouldn't normally read. But, um, you know, I just believe in, in what we do. If, if you're not, if you're not growing, uh, you're going in the opposite direction. And so what are you doing? And that the physicality of that pretty simple i mean there's a pretty good template set but on the psychological side that's a whole different deal how how can we get better with what we know now about the mind and and how guys should be improving what what do we do about just self-improvement in general how how do you become better at the things that you say are most important in your life right if you say that that you want to be a great uh husband a great dad um, a great brother son member of our community and you're not spending time doing something to get better at that then i think it's a false statement i I just i believe it's hypocritical and so how do we how do we back up the things that we think we're or we say that are most important in our lives and so those questions happen just talking with guys helping them try and uh, get to a a place where they want to be who is whatever they want to be i want them to be them um but all right let's let's put a plan together and part of that is learning from some people who've done it really well and i think we do that once again coming back to the reading thing and so guys that kind of open up like hey i'm interested in this and then i'll try and find something to help encourage them in areas where they they want to be encouraged uh but i also you know i earmark some guys um especially when you start seeing some guys who have leadership characteristics and have never really taken that step Mm -hmm. and so I'll, i'll make that effort to um present them with something that will uh, maybe help them along those lines and help them develop in those areas that they think um, are most important to them. Yeah. But uh, we've got a, a strong group of guys that, one, have leadership characteristics and um, those leadership leadership traits, and then some that uh, have just been around for a while. And that longevity in the game, I believe, also leads towards leadership or the ability some leadership
0: to yeah. the table so a, it's a pretty broad group we have for sure yeah okay um, this, this will be the last thing I ask you um, I appreciate your time I'm gonna put together a list uh, in a couple of days about you know the best games you know there's no sports right now so what, what are the best games that somebody can access right now if they just wanna, want a little dose what's the What's your favorite game that, that you've been a part of and I'm actually curious if there's one that you just watched as a fan that sticks out to you
2: um, you know I've I just, I love the playoffs. Um, anytime in the postseason, uh, it's just the, the amp, everything's amped up. Um, to me, uh, my favorite game all time would have been a game that, that I managed. Uh, and it was my first year in 2013. And uh, we first uh, were able to, to get past the first ever wild card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one that was, uh, it was a very questionable infield fly. Call against the Braves. That was the first uh, first call, the time they ever did have a, uh, a wild card game. And then uh, I took us on to uh, the National League Division Series and then Game 5 against the Nationals at Nationals Park. And uh, we were down 6 to nothing before we could even wake up. And uh, one of those games, it was the, the Game 5 decider game. And I watched the team down five. I mean six nothing figure out a way to come back ended up well ended up winning that game uh, and to do that in a do or die game with a bunch of young guys, um, me being a young manager that nobody. Uh, expected to even be around or even have the position to be able to um, not get in the way of these guys to keep doing what they had been doing the previous year and and to uh, come back from a a game like that when you're on the road, when it was just a hostile environment down to where the odds are so far against you. uh, That, to me, is one of the greatest games I'd ever witnessed.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking at that box score right now. He scored four in the top of the ninth to to win it 9-7. to that's right yeah okay Um, well cool Mike I appreciate your time Um, and um, I hope the next time we talk it's going to be in a stadium yeah I like the
2: sound of that Sam but thank you okay All right. thanks again Mike
0: Okay, uh, that's all for the first ever Mellinger Minutes for your ears. Uh, I want to say thanks first and foremost to uh, Savannah Smith and Derek Donovan for their help putting all this stuff together. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll keep listening for as long as sports are on pause here, and especially when we start back with normal life again. Again, the plan is to post these most Fridays, and you can always join by calling 816-234-4365. One more time, 816 234 4365. Thank you so much for making my job possible. Hope we talk again soon.